Hey, hello. Hi, Miss Shanara. How we did it. We did it, Miss Jasmine. Let's go ahead. I'm going to welcome the people who's going to listen in on this now or later. Thank you guys for tuning in to Ask a Black Woman. And I'm ecstatic, y'all. Y'all just don't know. I'm ecstatic to have Jazz or Jasmine. I'm going to give a brief introduction as to how I know her. And then I'm going to let her introduce herself. You know, she's just a fantastic black woman, just a woman to know in general. I had the privilege of working for the same company back in the day with Miss Jasmine. She was a fearless leader, although I didn't report directly to her. Um, I could tell she was a classy lady anyway. And um, we kept in touch, man. And I've been able to see what she's been able to do as an entrepreneur. And I'm just excited to help promote in any kind of way and highlight what she does and her level of expertise. So, yeah, everybody, and let's greet Jasmine Turner, owner of Black Match Made. Tell them what you do, sis. Thank you for having me. This is like, it's great to work with people that, you know, you just vibe with. And I felt like we've always just vibe really well together. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just grateful that, you know, you brought me on your show or your podcast and allowed me to speak to the people, your people. But I am Jazz Turner. Um, I'm a professional matchmaker. I started a matchmaking service specifically for African-American professionals. Um, And what I do is I provide one-on-one matchmaking and coaching for my clients. So I work with clients all over the country, have clients, you know, everywhere from L.A. to New York. Um, And what I do is I set them up on real live introductions where I I help find compatible singles for my clients. And so I set them up on dates and we try and make some matches. And since I've started my company, I've helped, I've worked with hundreds of singles leading to, you know, lots of really great dating experiences, relationships, engagements, and even marriage. So you've been hitting it. Now I got to ask, it might be, you know, for the people who don't know, why did you decide to open this kind of business? Um, There are a lot of people doing a lot of things, but, I think you are the only one that I know that's black and woman that's doing this, you know, in in our sphere. So actually there are a few of us. We're a very small community, um, but I'm not the only one. And what I love about uh, the black matchmaking world is that we all are extremely supportive of each other. We all know each other. When we get clients, we say, hey, do you have anyone? Do you have a client that might be a good fit for my client? Okay. Yeah, so um, we definitely work together. um, And so that's awesome. So I'm not the only one. Shout out to my other black matchmakers out there. But I decided to get in the industry because I wanted to do something that allowed me to use my experiences matching that with my passion. And um, I'm passionate about family. You know, I was raised uh, first by my grandparents, then by my mom who was a single mom who eventually married Um, Mm. and those experiences you know ultimately those experiences made me want to see more black kids raised in two-parent households Mm -hmm. now that's a concept that's a concept because it seems like you know there's a there's still i i I remember like in the early 90s when that whole term the, the black strong black independent really started to take root and stuff whatever and it's almost like people really believe that the best way is to raise um children without the father 
within a, in a single and and single parent families they do it because they have to yeah. But it's almost like they're trying to erase the concept the way things are naturally supposed to be. So it's good that that's the reason behind it. Like absolutely. your thing is about family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and my situation was extremely unique. You know, um, my I, I, like I said, I was raised with my grandmother, grandfather, you know, and they were really traditional. My grandmother, you know, she worked a little bit, but it was just shopping money. You know, she had one bill mm-hmm. and <laughs> the house phone bill. And she cooks and clean the entire home. And she cooks every meal. My grandfather only knew how to cook hot dogs. That was it. That was the only thing he knew how to cook. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom and my father were high school sweethearts. And then by the time I was old enough to know anything about them, they weren't together. Um, Mm -hmm. My father was ill, um, you know, in my early teens. He became extremely ill. um, So he wasn't able to play that role as a father. Mm -hmm. So interesting, when I moved to Chicago, I moved with my aunt and uncle who were like this, this perfect couple that you never, you wouldn't think anything like this exists. They've been together since they were 13 years old and they're like wow. in their mid-50s now. My aunt has never even kissed another man. Can you imagine? Yes. Yes. So- I can imagine it because people might think I'm extreme, but as I began to open up my life to dating again, I, I, I plan not to kiss until the, till we get to the altar. So well, people think I'm extreme, but that's where I'm at. So I see it. Yeah. So so um, I was able to see like this difference of like when I moved to Chicago, I lived with them. And I was like, whoa, this is the benefit of having you know, a woman in the house with that good feminine energy and a man, you know, believes in protecting and providing and wants to be the leader of a house. Like, you know, and, and, and the two of them working together as a, as a partnership. And I was like, Whoa, this is what I want. But because I know a lot of black people were just like me, two thirds of us were raised in one of fewer parent households. I was like, a lot of black people were just like me. We don't know this exists and we don't know how to create this because we never seen it before. So that's when I was like, okay, I want to do something about this. And, you know, I have worked in the recruiting industry similar to, you know, we worked in the same um, company. And before that I worked for a, a recruiting um, a major recruiting company. Um, so I was like, okay, I can use my experience in recruiting, which is ultimately what matchmakers are. We recruit for love. Recruit for love. I like that. Yeah. So I can use my experience in recruiting to match my clients. And, and that's how I got started. Wow. I'm glad you in it because I really, really did. You make a lot of posts throughout the day. If you guys don't know, I mean, if aren't already following her, um, you I'm gonna make her make sure she shouts out um her her um handles at the end. Um, but you need to follow her. Um, she's always posting some really, really good insight and things um on a lot of different topics, but specifically on uh, relating relationships just gems on top of gems and so um let's just go ahead and segue into the topic today i'm looking forward to being blessed to these dating habits and i'm sure um the listeners will be too so what's on the menu today jazz all right so today i'm gonna share with the listeners and of course you dating habits that are blocking your blessings so this is specifically for the ladies because we're trying to ask the black woman i'm talking to the sisters today and i want to share dating habits that's blocking your blessing and preventing you from meeting that man that's out there just for you 
Uh oh, let's go. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Hit right. it. All right. So, um, first dating habit, and this this one is going. People gonna be like, "Wow, like where did you come? Why this one?" Because I, like I said, my matchmaking company is called Black Matchmade. I am a matchmaker for Black professionals. But the number one dating habit that I feel for a lot of Black women that is blocking their blessing is that we will not consider men outside of our race. Woo, let it sit and simmer. <laughs> we let will, it sit. We mm. will not, and I think she, I think you and I might have talked about this before, or I remember you sharing this before. Um, how maybe there was like a white guy or something like that. Didn't you and I talk about this before? Maybe you know? I think so. Yeah, 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 girl. Because I keep my eyes open. I'm open. I'm open. I am. But I'm a reveal. I'm not sure. I, I'm trying not to give away because I'm wondering if one of your habits online uh, down in, in your list is going to have something to do because I actually opened up my uh, mind to one of your suggestions to okay. expand my horizons. And while I'm using this method to, to look for love, um, I didn't discriminate on race, but even though it's suggesting <laughs> different races, I find myself skimming over them. Like naturally, I'm skimming over the choices, and I'm and only looking at black. Even though I say that I am open because I have dated and and stuff outside in the past. So yeah, I'm open though. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, and, and 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 ideally, like you know, we want black love. Like that is ideal, right? But mm -hmm. we. We're, black women are experiencing a very, very unique um, dating world that no other community and no other woman has experienced, right? And so we're trying to navigate this dating world, this new dating world, using old habits, right? Mm -hmm. so it's a numbers game at the end of the day. And while we love black men, and that is ideal, unfortunately our black men are, are having some challenges right now so we yep. have things like you know the prison system that is attacking them um <laughs> when you have black women are getting education you know multiple times the rate as black men where you have black women are you know um exceeding in corporate america multiple times the rate as black men um <laughs> you're it's unbalanced right and so those things tend to give people access to new new stuff and sometimes you just can't relate to that guy that you know hadn't really left the, the neighborhood true act <laughs> true indeed girl. unfortunately um sisters what we do a lot a lot of the ways that we're and i'm gonna tell you this week has been really interesting because a lot of i've had a lot of sisters talk to me about you know some of the negative experiences they've had with dating black yeah. men mm. and my first question is because they're like you know i'm so tired and you know, I don't know what else to do, and I feel used and in their own and own. My first question is, okay, well, how much longer are you going to limit yourself to just a specific man? And if if you're so tired and you're so hurt and and you don't understand and you're so frustrated and you feel limited, well, maybe try something new. Hmm. True. And I'm in LA, and I must say, when I'm taking my walks all these miles around, this is the reality. The, I mean, I've never seen it this much. Dating is very huge. And I see more of black men um, walking hand in hand. And it's, and it's more, 
eight out of ten times I'm if I see a, a black man walking down the street, it's always with another um someone outside our race. Black men have been dating outside of the race for a very long time. Yeah. Black men uh, married to white women have extremely high divorce rates. Um, but mm, that's interesting. Yes, mm. yes, extremely high divorce rates. But here's what's really interesting is that black women married to white men have extremely low divorce rates. Interesting. Ooh. Extremely low what? divorce rates. Yes. I, and and um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm correct on this, but black women married to white men have the lowest divorce rates of all divorce groups of all, whether it's same race marriage or interracial marriage. Really? Do they have the? Have you found? Have they um, discussed the possible reasons why that is? Um, no. <laughs> no. Does the love, love master jazz have any hypotheses on that? You know what, um, girl, you have people trying to kill me if I told you where I thought that. <laughs> Ooh, that make that make for good talk, though, girl. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, if, if I hadn't, uh, it's not coming to me fast enough, but I'm wondering, because I would say. Here's the thing, and, and I love my brothers, and I have three brothers that are amazing guys, Um, so I, I don't want anyone to th- take this away, but, you know, the numbers don't lie. Black men have high di- uh, divorce rates in general, whether they're married to black women or whether they're married to white women. Black men have high divorce rates. Black women have high divorce, higher divorce rates when married to black men, but when married to white men, black women have extremely low divorce rates. And I haven't studied why, but I think there that that says something. Well, I mean, my dad um, and my brother, um, they, my brother has only dated um, white women, mm-hmm. and my nephew is. Um, his mother is white mm-hmm. and then my dad has been married to this but my dad has been married to the same white man white woman excuse me for 20 years now okay um let me see I, and, I, and what I can say this is I, I feel that because this is not to necessarily put down black men and I know this is automatically going to come off that way but I feel that sometimes or a lot of times when black men marry white women they do it because they feel like they're doing something other than they, they feel like they're gonna solve the problems that they had with black women does that make sense it makes a lot of sense now I'm, i mentioned that those two factors but not to be throwing my my blood under the bus but i you know there's a lot let me say a lot of drama behind those relationships I love them to death, but I know, I know the, I know the stuff without, without airing our business and stuff in the street on my broadcast. I have some in my family too, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, they've been with him a long time, but it didn't make it no, no different that he married her at all, and or he had this kid by this, this girl. No, 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 not at all. And so I think a lot of times because I think because black men have access to black women, we are, we, you know, generally are extremely loyal to dating only black men, right? So Mm -hmm. a lot of times when they end up with a white woman sometimes it's because they feel like white women are better than black women for whatever um generalization they make black women and so because of that i feel that um they go and find out that white women are great but you know there there's no like this amazing thing to where like black women are horrible and white women are better uh-huh. 
you know, that's the unfortunate thing. I think whenever, like, I've seen it, like, on a talk show and stuff, it, it's always been, like, the people, at least the guests that they prefer to have, mm-hmm. it always seems like um, the, the reason why the brother is, they, they can't, they can only justify being with a white woman because the black woman is terrible. Like, you have to put down a black woman in order to justify being with a white woman. Exactly. Why can't it be that she just happened to be the one I met? And she met my needs. Exactly. And you don't have to sit up here and say, well, you know, all black women, da, da, da. it doesn't have to be that. So that lets me know there's really some damage and some healing that needs to be done on your part and your perception of black woman. If you got to down her to be with a white lady. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And so what happens is they go over there and they marry a white woman because they think that that's going to be the solution to all their problems. And they don't realize that, that he is the problem. You know, that's not going to want to solve the problem. I think black women who marry white men tend to do so because they find love with that person. Because black women aren't as, you know, we're we're getting more that way now. But black women in the past haven't been like, oh, I can't deal with black men. You know, I'm going to find mm-hmm. a white man. Like, that's never been a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You know I'm going to find black women on TV saying, oh, I won't date a black man because he's, you know, to this or to that, like, that's rare. You're not going to find that. So when a black woman does marry a white man, it tends to be like, oh, I met him. We clicked. It works out. And so I feel that that's why the divorce rate is lower in comparison to black men marrying white women, because black women aren't going looking for a solution to their problems. Right. We let that sit. Y'all ain't y'all. It's, it's raw. It's rough, but it's right. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating some commentary on that, but hey. <laughs> Hashtag fight me. <laughs> What's your number two habit that um yeah that you think is a runner up to that one? Okay, so number two habit is I think that um when black type hype, uh, Paul Brunson likes to call it type hype. I'm a Paul Brunson fan, <laughs> part of of course the black matchmaking community. Um, type hype, right? So you know when I talk to women about who they're going, you know what what they're looking for, they're they get really specific with these types, you know? So like some of the sisters who are a lot more soulful, they're, they're looking for a common Andre 3000 type. (laughs) (laughs) Is that you? Am I talking to you? Oh, you know what? I use, I'm going to say I used to be, I'm trying to come out of it. Um, you talking like in in terms of what their mental is like culture. Um, don't have to have it. I, I had I had that whole little phase too. Don't have to have it, but I understand it. I understand it. And so a lot of a lot of women, a lot of sisters, you know, have this type type. If she's a professional sister, then she want a man that you know wears a suit every day. Like you know, we want we want to be the Jay Z and Beyonce or the Andre and Erica or you know, like we have this dream couple and we want to fit ourselves into that when in reality you could be a soul sister who you know wraps your hair locks your hair um cocoa butter down and it might be a professional man that can love you just as much or more than that guy who doesn't necessarily listen to common you know like so I think we got to take ourselves out of these boxes, like these boxes within our community and say, okay, I'm going to focus on compatibility. You know, how, what are his morals and values? Like what are his life goals? Um, 
and focus on that. And so it doesn't matter what type of music he listens to. It doesn't matter um, how he dresses. It doesn't matter, you know, if he if he wears locks or if he, you know, cuts his hair and wears it in a low cut, if he has a beard or if he just, you know, wears a clean cut, we got to get out of type height and focus exactly. on compatibility, morals, values, life goals. That's compatibility. I'm with that. I'm definitely feeling you on that. I must say, I, I definitely have come out of that too. But I remember it, child. Listen, I have had clients. I remember I had a client. I found a guy that was like literally like amazing for her. Every single thing that she wanted in a man. And she was mm-hmm. like, I don't like the way he dresses. But here's the here's the thing. He didn't dress. It wasn't like he dressed like a bomb or anything. He just wasn't, you know, this new European style suits that the guys are wearing. Oh. And that's her what? That's her type, you know, and this and, and this her type was based off of the clothes. Oh my god. That that okay. was her type because she felt like that's what fit into her her world, her picture of what her happy relationship would look like. She thought this is this is what I want our you know, this is the picture that I have in my mind. This is what my husband is going to look like. So here is this man that fits your very specific, very specific and picky expectations, but He's more of a, you know, jeans and, you know, collar shirt type of guy. And that wasn't a thing for her. Girl, them, them, them jeans and a collar shirt, them be the techies that be, you know, with the million dollar startups and things. I'm okay with him being low key with his. Hey, man, what's, what's the problem here? Yeah. As long as he know how to suit up when we got to go to the gala, you know, I'm good. Right. Well, but okay, but all right. It's a lot yeah. of sisters out here with type hype. I love y'all sisters, but that's one of the things that we got to let go. Y'all better listen. Uh. Okay. All right. So number three is height, height, height. And this one is so serious. Huh? What'd you say? I just had a sniggle. I don't know. I don't know. Uh-uh. So I literally... I experienced this this evening, actually. I have a client in D.C. that I'm working with, and I found this guy on Facebook for her. So I'm, you know, looking for guys. I know what she's physically attracted to. Found this guy, messaged him. But, you know, on Facebook, you can't necessarily tell someone's height. And part of my as a matchmaker is, um, you know, interviewing everyone before I introduce them to a client and finding out more about, you know, how tall they are, education, kids, all that stuff. So I am talking to him and this man is perfect for her, you know, retired military. She's like in her late forties. He's exactly the age range she wants. He's retired military, you know, while also still having a great job after retiring from the military. Christian goes to church, you know, just wants to treat a woman right. All of that, all of that, girl. And he was five seven, and she will not go below five eleven. How tall is she? She's like five six or so. Five six or so. Yeah. And so the challenge with that is that here is this amazing man again, like everything that you wanted a man and more because she ain't asking for much because she's good. 
financially herself. So the fact that he's doing well financially is not necessarily like what she's looking for. She's not obviously looking to take care of a man, but she don't need a man to take care of her either. You know, uh-huh. um, however, here's this amazing guy that would probably love the crap out of her, treat her right, who's still taller than her. She's not interested because we've related tall men to strong men. And therefore, if he's not tall, he can't protect us. And we've allowed ourselves to believe that so long that we block our blessings. Mm. Focusing on how tall a man is. It ain't stark. Now I've actually I've got friends that are six um friends that are six feet tall plus. Mm-hmm. And so she she Chris she's dated um, men that were a little bit shorter than her. I mean it's 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 kind of difficult. I mean, you know, now everybody is her height or taller. So that's the only time I can see where that feels a little goofy. But everybody at the five foot range, I think we can get along. Good grief. <laughs> but I understand a tall brother. I understand it. I hey, I've dated quite a few six feet. Actually, my first fiance was six plus. Amen. But it's not hard for me to have anybody tall to me. I'm only five one anyway. So but um yeah, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Of all the men in the country, right? Mm-hmm. Only 14% of those men are six feet or taller. And that includes all men. Six feet. 14%? That means 86% of men are under six feet tall. That means the vast majority of men are not six feet tall. And so a lot of women have these, I need a man that's six feet or taller. And you got to remember, I said all men. I ain't say black men. I ain't say college educated men. I didn't say men with good jobs. I didn't say straight men. I didn't say men that ain't never been to prison or aren't currently in prison. I said all men. So that includes gay men. That includes men in prison. That includes the girls is y'all listening up here that includes white men that includes you know every single man and so if you are already limiting yourself to black man you're only limit you know you're you're limiting yourself to black man you want him to be ambitious and got something going on with his life well girl you've already cut out a very large percentage of men in the country and then he gotta be at least six feet tall you're looking at what three four percent of potential men that you can date and when it's a numbers game you're taking all the numbers out of your favor. You're blocking your blessings with your height requirements. Always, always. Numbers don't lie, girl. My my degree is in finance. You can't fight the numbers and you tell the story. Ooh, child. You got all the gems you want to drop on us, too? Goodness, you already cutting up now. We got the tight <laughs> height. We got the height. I you know, two. and the outside the races, y'all taking notes. We ready. Keep it going. I have two more. How much time we have? Do we have enough for two? Uh, yeah, we got 15 more minutes. Okay. Yeah, we'll get those out. All right. Because I think the uh-huh. ladies definitely need these two. All right. So the next one is struggle, love. Sisters, give up on the struggle, love. It's not okay. It's what you talking about? Not define struggle, love. Struggle for the people. is trying to save someone who doesn't want to be saved, right? So, for example, um, I was talking to a lady a couple weeks ago, and she straight up told me, she was like, I like a project, you know? And I, I talk to a lot of women that feel that they have to be some type of um, 
they gotta save men, right? That 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 that, <laughs> that that's the situation that they have been placed in, and so they accept that. And I'm here to tell you that although we like to, you know, we our community likes to point fingers at women who say, "No, I want a man who's going to match my ambition. I want a man who has been doing something with himself the last ten years. I don't want to be the person to help him decide what he wants to do with his life. I don't want to be the person that helps him find his goals, like." As as if you have been working hard and you're looking for a partner who can help you with your life goals and you guys move in the same direction, well, then it's absolutely okay to say, I only want to date men who know where they're going in the next five years. Because if he's going to lead you, he has to know where he's going to go. There's a video out by John Gray right now that I absolutely love. He says, we keep asking women for submission, but she can't submit if there's no mission. Come on, let that so, sit. So how can you go and say, how can you be with a man who's going to be your leader, right? And he don't yep. know where he's going. I, I, if I can add, just this is from experience, and maybe you can back me up on this. I'm divorced. Uh-huh. And um, when I reflect on um, my, my, my marriage, uh, my ex-husband was definitely a project. And, I, you know, you don't like to think of it because some of this, and I want to say some of it, unfortunately, you know, with some brainwashing even from my dad, but it almost feels like there's a fine line between um, uh, helping your man get to where he wants and then just completely trying to, well, you got to be the one to help him, uh, like, do the work for him. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when we we take on a, a man as a project to help him get his life together, like if he's not already in motion when you meet him for what he's supposed to be doing with his life, that's yeah. a problem because that's- I don't believe a woman fully respects a man that's a project. And the other side of it is if you if you if he knows that you're the one doing all the work for him, he resents you. So it's lack of respect coming from the woman side and then the other side is the resentment and I know that was huge with me and my Mm ex-husband like I had the purest of intentions I was all team him and um I was trying to push him look at this now you know where I live and um he's a fantastic musician all this that and the third but he didn't believe in himself enough to, he was actually the one that was a professional musician. I'm talking about like getting paid and living off his craft, but he didn't have an, uh, didn't believe that he could actually move out here and do it for real. And so he preferred to stay in Chicago to finish a damn degree, like for real. And when I asked him and I pushed him on, I said, why don't we just leave? It's just me and you. He said, it's easy for you to say, you got your degree. So it's almost like he felt like he had to meet to he, the degree was about competing and matching me. Mm-hmm. Regardless, if I was like, baby, let's go. You have, you really want to be a musician. He resented me. He resented that. He really resented it. And and so I like, I kind of like low key, like I couldn't risk. I just, they, I don't care what nobody say. It's difficult for a woman to, re- to fully respect a man who already is doesn't doesn't uh, isn't already in motion or have his thing together. Like we're there to assist them, but we are not there to set the goal for them. And no, nah, it's just I. Do you you found any? What do you think about that? That kind of philosophy. No, this is you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. We can. We are definitely there to support 
hit what he already has going, but you can't support and get, you can't give him the plan and support the plan that you gave to him because it has to be something that can, that God put on, put through him, right? Like mm-hmm. It has to be something that came through him. And if you got to give him his vision, you got to give him his goal. You got to show him what, you know, that he needs to want things with for his life and to build a legacy for his future. You yep. can't support that. You got you gonna end you gonna end up building yourself, and like you said, he's going to resent that. So, stop blocking your blessings by subscribing to Struggle Love. I don't care if they call you a gold digger. Uh-huh. I don't care what they call you. You have not invested all this time and energy, sister, into trying to create opportunities for your your kids for your your future to then take energy away from that to then try and help somebody else who don't even know what they want to do. Now, there thing as a woman, we naturally are going to be support if a good woman is naturally going to be supportive of the man that she is, you know, the man the man that she's with. But if mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't already have that vision and he's not already working for it himself, let it go, sister. There is nothing you can do. Y'all better listen up. It's enough weight out there. And I think it just feels that the the, the so-called project actually turns out to be an extra child. Like at the end of the day, like who wants that? Right. And the words of Michelle, I ain't the biggest K. Michelle fan, but she said it perfectly. You can't raise a man. If his mama didn't do it in 40, 50 years, what makes you think you can do it? Mm Mm-mm. That's a need to be needed type of thing. All right, girl, y'all heard it from a what's the what's the bomb dropper? What's the take home? What's this last one? All right, the last one is the most important one. You got to start asking questions in the beginning, right? You have to start communicating what you your intentions are up front, and then asking questions about his intentions. And I find that when women do this, you save yourself from a lot of heartache. You save yourself from wasting a lot of time, and you you meet and attract men who desire the same things that you want because a man who's not looking for something serious is going to be afraid of that and he's going to back away from that so what is what is that how does that sound and what does that look like that means when you meet a man on the first date you're asking serious questions instead of trying to prove to him how amazing you are and why he should choose you you're interviewing him. Of course, you're enjoying your day, but you're also asking him, okay, so tell me, where, what are you looking for at this point in your life? If he says anything outside of he's open to something serious or looking for something serious, that's not the man for you. If you want a serious man and you want a long-term committed relationship, then you only want to invest your time and energy in men who also are on that same path in life. Let that sit. I um I remember having a dialogue with a guy, um uh, uh, back years ago. We just we be uh, just having conversation and stuff, and they said that um this is when I was really just changing my mindset of just trying to rethink my whole dating process, etc. And I I just I had the epiphany. I said, in the first, I need to know why why are you dating? Are you just trying to kick it? Exactly. Oh, are you? Well, and and then he said, but if you say you're looking for marriage, that's going to run them off. And I said, well, just because I say I'm looking for marriage don't mean he's going to be the one. I'm just saying that I don't intend to spend more time with you if it's not going that way. Like, because the more time you spend with somebody, 
the more emotions and feelings and all of that. You just love being around them. But why would I invest that mind space with somebody who is not leaning that way? But he he literally told me I would run them away. But it's interesting that you would confirm that. Like, I just, I don't have time to waste. Exactly. Exactly. None of us do. No matter how old you are, no matter what you're trying to accomplish, none of us have time to waste. But you also want to invest your your emotions into a person like that, you know, because at the end of the day, not all men are looking for something serious. And that's okay. What also I've learned is that many of them will tell you the truth. They won't just come out and say, look, I just want to have sex. But they may say something like, well, I'm focused on my career right now. I'm too busy right now. That's just mm-hmm. I'm not open to a relationship with you. You know, they may say something like, well, I just got out of a relationship and I'm not really, you know, open to that. Uh-huh. That's thing. I'm not open to a relationship with you. So women, this is so important because so many women don't do this. Women have to say at this stage of my life, I'm looking for something serious. And so if that's not what you're on, I respect you, but we're just not compatible. And it was nice meeting you, but it's not going to work. And it's that simple. And believe them. Because I think that when it's, you know, and that just speaks to, unfortunately, the thirst or women really, really, really trying to make something. If they meet a guy who sounds good on paper, looks good, smell good, ooh, we just laugh, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then she has the courage enough to even go there and ask him. And he goes and says, well, one of those answers. I just came out with something or I'm really focused on my career and gives you that. If he doesn't give you what you need that fits in your parameter, exactly. Then 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 you, my friend, you have the keys to the game. Don't play yourself. And so whatever lie you tell yourself, it's just gonna end up in a hot mess because he is it's about to be one. And I think if we are honest with ourselves about our history, the majority of us have lied to ourselves and yep. ignore either blatant signs or him just straight up being real with you. Like Locking our blessings because we're wasting time with men that we are not supposed to be wasting time with. And so that man that you're compatible with, who's out here looking for a woman just like you, you missing him because you wasting time with this man over here who told you up front that he wasn't looking for a relationship. And he said it in a way like, well, let's just see how it goes. Seeing how it goes leads you to being emotionally attached to a man that you've now had sex with who t- who's going to tell you six months from now, well, I told, I never said I wanted a relationship. I told you, let's just see how it goes. And, and that, and that is what happens over and over and over again. So women start communicating, start asking questions, find out when you and your family have an argument, how do y'all, how do y'all respond to that argument? Do you guys sit down and talk about it or do you scream? Do you guys stop talking to each other altogether? What happened in your last relationship? Why did that end? Ask questions. Past performance is the best prediction of future behavior, right? So find out. Did he learn from his past or is he still the same guy? Is he still blaming his exes for everything or has he learned from the past? And what does he want? What What is he looking for right now? And listen, listen to what he says. Don't try and put it in your head and make it sound good. He's going to tell you. And if it ain't, it's very black and white. He's going to tell you even either he's on the same page you are or he's not. It really is that simple. Mm-hmm. So those are my five dating habits 
that are blocking your blessing and preventing you from meeting the man that you're compatible with, the man that is going to love you, the man that's going to be your husband, the man that's going to, you know, help you go through the next stage of life. Listen, y'all, Jazz has just given you, like, I'm, whatever her hourly rate is, y'all just got got it on the free free. I know, right? <laughs> so listen, replay it, chat it up, and 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 really reevaluate. You know, it's spring; it's a new season. You know, and you can start hit hit the reset button and start again. Um, out with the old, in with the new, and let's embrace this new way of approaching the love. And uh, I got to pull up my sis. How can they reach you for services? Give them the handle. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a free video right now that specifically for um, sisters, and it's, it's, it's five steps to Mr. Right.com. Number five steps to Mr. Right.com. Um, if you go on there, I'm sharing with you five steps to attract your Mr. Right. It's time to stop wasting game, wasting time with the wrong men. It's time to stop playing games with men who won't commit. It's time to go ahead and start creating real dating habits that will help you attract the type of man that you're compatible with, that you are physically attracted to, that is going to be mindful of your emotions, um, and men who are serious. And so I have something outside of sharing what I've shared with y'all today. You can go to five steps, the number five, five steps to mrright.com and get that free video and, and receive that blessing. <laughs> she didn't hit y'all. She didn't give y'all Christmas at, on Easter week. On Easter week. Praise the Lord. Double <laughs> for your trouble to portion. Mm. Yes. And you I guys am... also can find me on um, Instagram at jazz, J A S loves love um and then my facebook page my personal page that that uh the mouthpiece is talking about um it's jasmine turner in chicago illinois and then my facebook fan page is also jazz loves love jazz loves love y'all if y'all can remember anything jazz loves love is the 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 facebook page and the instagram don't forget those five steps to mrright.com and thank you so much for coming on ask about woman um we're gonna have to do this again another you know sometime in the future for sure uh, i am so glad that you came on i can't say that enough jazz oh thank you for having me this was great to have this chat it was awesome all right, then, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Good night. Peace out.